Welcome to the East Anglian Theatre Podcast. Welcome to the party, pals. Yep, this is the week that we at Open Door Theatre finally present our production of Yippie Kaye. Oh, now where's my manners? Let me introduce myself. My name is Ray Tempesta and I am the self-appointed and definitely unapproved guide to the theatre happening in your region. When I say your region, I'm assuming that you're listening to this with a vague interest in East Anglia. I mean, if you live in Arkansas, well, I'm sorry, there's nothing for you here other than the pure titillation of listening to my voice. I guess for all I know, my voice could be used to soothe people to sleep. Well, wake up, people. I'm not a sleeping aid. Sorry, where was I? Oh, yes, uh, what I try to do in each episode is give the theatre happening around here a bit of a leg up, whether that's interviewing those involved, reviewing shows, or simply giving a shout out to productions or indeed companies looking for people to get involved. It's not glamorous, but someone has to be self-important enough to take on the task, and that's where I step in, with the misguided impression that anyone cares about what I have to say. Now, at the time this episode goes out, Friday the 13th, seriously? You again? Sorry about that. At the time this episode goes out, Friday the 13th... Please, I'm still alive, but seriously wounded. We'll be on to our second performance at Galston Pavilion Theatre. Of course, I can only hope the first performance went smoothly, but what I can tell you is that if you've not been before, the Pavilion Theatre is a beautiful venue, and I feel very privileged to be able to perform there. The auditorium is massive, but it's set out like an old-style cabaret club with dozens of round tables and drinks being served throughout the performance, which just gives a very different feel to anything I've done before. The place has such a grand feel about it, and now I've discovered it, it's one that I'm excited to come back and take in a show at. The tickets are still available for the remaining performances in Galston on Saturday afternoon and evening, and of course you can also see Yippie the following week in Norwich at the equally beautiful but slightly more compact Madder Market Theatre, Tickets are very limited there, however, with the matinee on Saturday having sold out and the other performances having sold really well too. So anyway, enough with the self-promotion and let's move on to promoting the podcast, which, though it doesn't always seem it, is not actually about me. It's about you, dear listener. Maybe. The East Anglian Theatre Podcast has various social media accounts, which you can follow. Give them a like, a share, a, a, a mention every now and then, just to reassure me that people are paying attention every so often. There's also a website, eatpod.co.uk. That's eatpod.co.uk. Here you'll find all episodes of the podcast, plus written versions of the reviews I produce, and a page to contact me if you'd like to denigrate my performance in Yippie Kaye, or if you want to get a shout out on the show or be featured as a guest. Your choice. But anyway, in the absence of any time to go and watch a show this time, let's move on to the main feature the interview. And I'd like to introduce you to the co-directors of the current production from the Sproston Parish Players. Their names are Mary Carpenter and my old pal Izzy Porter. So, without further ado, which is a shame because I do so enjoy an ado, let's have a chat with them, shall we? Hello there, Izzy. Hello. (laughs) And Mary. Hello. And welcome to your very own slot in the East Anglian Theatre Podcast. So lucky. How are you both? Not, not too bad. I mean, yeah. we've got a couple of weeks till Panto, so I'm starting to feel stressed a little bit, but not too bad. Excited now. Yes. Lovely. Yes. Now we've got past Christmas, full on excitement mm. about how it's going to go. Good. Right, we'll move off the small talk. I'm not very good at that side, side of things. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, Red Riding Hood then. Yes. Uh, what's that all about? Well, it's about, about this girl called uh, Red and she's uh, got a red hood as well. Yeah, she, and then she gets a posh red hood at the end. Yeah. Well. Don't give us spoilers. Oh. oh. Um, I can edit that bit out. It's fine. Don't be worried. You'll need to be doing a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously about our red and her auntie Coco, who is our dame, played by Luke Fairweather. So we've got a couple of little storylines going on, haven't we? We've got yeah. Coco in her boutique, trying to save the boutique from going under. And then uh, Red's delivering a pamper hamper to poor sick granny. Yeah. And we've also got Peter, who is unbelievably head over heels in love with Red, but doesn't have the courage to tell her. And Red's too shy to say she likes him. Standard, <laughs> standard panto love story there. And yeah. then uh, Pickworth, who's just in it to ruin everything. <laughs> and, and the wolf. Of course. Oh, and the wolf. How could we forget the wolf? Yes, of course, um, the big bad wolf. Yes. He's not even interested in eating the three pigs. No. He wants to eat the pretty girls. And that's it. Uh, the three pigs? Oh, Normally yeah, the in three red. Pigs oh, in there. okay. There's everyone oh, yes. in this panto, the whole of Fairydale. <laughs> so I, I understand the script is written by the lovely Sally Ann Davies, yes. who is part of SPP. It's had a bit of rewriting from us yeah. both, I think. Oh, is yes. the script that bad? No, <laughs> no, I think it's the no, directing. No, we started off with a very large cast, and we wanted to be able to give everybody who wanted a part, to you know, the chance to have some lines. Mm. So there was a bit of rewriting at the beginning. And then, sadly, we have lost a couple of people for yeah. various reasons. So another little bit of tinkering with the script. So is the script actually any good, or is it just a ploy to avoid paying royalties? <laughs> Damn, they found us out. Ow. <laughs> no. Um, no, of course it's brilliant. Sally always writes a brilliant script. She I'm does. joking, of course. Yes, of course. Yes. She'll be after you now, right? Now, you're, you're co-directing this production between you. You seem to be getting on well, but... Um, oh, yeah, uh, we leave the fighting for afterwards. Yeah. Say, <laughs> has it been a harmonious process? And it's so far. I mean, the thing is, though, it's such a group effort between everyone. Yeah. You know, it's labour of love that everyone puts something yeah. into. It's not just you and I. Um, there's a whole committee of people. So, yeah. It's a very supportive committee. Yeah. And they all bring something different to the table. Um, and everybody has ideas. We said right at the beginning that the main thing we wanted everybody to have was fun. Because if we're having fun, our audience is going to have fun. Mm -hmm. But we said, if you don't like something or you think we can improve something, say. And a number of people have, and it's just been wonderful. So you mentioned a few people have dropped out here and there. Have you had to step in yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we both rather fancied doing the trolls. Yeah. You know, we thought, yeah, that'll be our little bit part. Only I think I've been typecast. I'm also one of the three pigs yeah. now. <laughs> okay. Because we were just like, we'll take it, we'll just have a small part. So we've just got something to do on the night. And now your yeah. small part's gone from uh, <laughs> just a couple of scenes to quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> but we are enjoying the trolls still. Oh, a little yeah. too much, I yeah. think. <laughs> so if you hadn't put yourself forward to direct the show, which part would you have chosen for yourself if you could? Oh, the wolf. I'd love to have been the wolf. I've never played a villain before. Like, I've always played the good guys and whatever. So just be, I think, just be fun. It's a good part as well. I think I'd have quite enjoyed doing an ugly sister. Ne never done one of those roles yet. Oh, there's always next quite year, mate. Oh, there is. There is next year. Somebody else might want to direct next year. Now, we're coming to the, the end of Panto season now. This will be on the end of January. So why should people make the effort to come and see the SPP Panto? Oh, 
Well, we always like to have the last word. You know, end of panto season, we'll polish it off. Absolutely. We're, we're cheaper than everybody else. Yes, so if, if you're a bit short of money after Christmas, you can still, you know, still afford to come and see us. So it's only £8 for an adult, £2 for a child. Exactly. And all of this is for charity as well. Absolutely. So money goes back into the church, who in turn does a lot of charity work and um, what have you. So it's all about community. We're a community feel here. Absolutely. So Perfect. Now, SPP, they've become known for their pantos and their kind of carol concerts in the winter season. But do you know if there's any plans to do theatre throughout the season? So we have done a couple of summer shows. We did Vicar of Dibley yep. um, a couple of years ago, and I think there is talk of doing another comedy perhaps in the summer. So we tend to do summer shows, which are like vaudeville, yeah. you know, sketches and songs. And sketches and songs. We have the Christmas cheer and then the panto. But, yeah, I think there's some talk of perhaps a classic comedy of some kind. I'm not yes. sure which one yet, though. Ooh, I think Heidi High got Yeah, mentioned. I think Heidi High got a mention. <laughs> but, yeah, we did have a lot of fun doing the Vicar of Dibley. Yeah. And uh, we actually got my husband finally on the stage at the age of 70 to do that. Mm-hmm. So it just shows you're never too old to have a go. <laughs> Let's move on to talking about you, the most important topic, of course, here, and, and your past experience. Now, now, firstly, is how much do you miss working with me? Oh, do you know something? Uh, nothing has felt right since, Ray. It's, it's truly just been dark days. <laughs> I guess as much. <laughs> I could see that cloud, just, you know, yeah, that just figurative cloud looming up. Absolutely. Did, did I miss the £10 note going over there? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it got back transferred earlier. Oh. Yeah, OK. All right. Fine. Move on. Cut the hips out. <laughs> now, do, do you have a standout moment or, or performance from your time on the stage? I mean, the thing is, I think I obviously need to mention The Laughing Monkeys, which is where we've obviously done shows together. And just all of the classic comedies that we used to do, I just love them, like from doing Hello, Hello, Up Pompeii, uh, Blackadder as well. Like they were so much fun. And like, yeah, I think the best show we ever did though. I know you found it difficult, but uh, Snow White and the Seven Sins. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I loved the performance side of things. It was, it was the rehearsal process leading up to it was quite fraught. Yeah, I think I think we've obviously learned from mistakes with that one, like shorter panto, definitely <laughs> shorter panto. But one of my favourite moments was the ad lib that you did um, at the end because you were obviously you played the dame and it was you were doing like a Mrs. Doubtfire voice. We had the golden egg, and it was just a rugby ball that was spray-painted. Do you remember? Oh, God. I think it was on the Saturday night, and I nearly killed myself laughing on stage. And you were just like, uh, you said the line about the golden egg, and you went, um, oh, looks like a rugby ball. You should see my tackle. And I I think all of us fell about. And I just, it was not to, obviously, you know, make your head any bigger than it already is. Yeah, we died to struggle to fit in the door. Yeah, yeah. That was great, great moment. I think that whole show, like the energy we all had on that show from, you know... I think it was my pep talk in... Oh, on the last rehearsal. Yeah, the last rehearsal. well. Lots of tears. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, all talk and no pep. Yeah, 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 pretty much. But it was still a fantastic performance. And I think, you know, the main thing about theatre is to have fun. And I think when we had so much fun being on stage all together as the Laughing Monkeys, it really transferred onto the audience who in turn all had a great time as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like the door going wrong in LOLO. 
like the door wouldn't shut. So Tony, he was playing Rene, was constantly having to shut it and he was really playing it up. And the audience loved it. You know, it's the things that go wrong in theatre, the real moments that I think people enjoy the most. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I'll shut up now. <laughs> yeah, God. Right. I mean, that's all going to be edited out anyway. Yeah. Right. Thank God. Mary, how about you? Oh, well, for me, I think I came very late to doing any drama because at high school, um, we had two boys in our class who were so badly behaved that we were banned as a class from doing drama. Nice. So we were never allowed to do any. Right. We, we, we had extra English lessons instead. Um, and, I, you know, I saw some of my fellow students doing plays and thinking, I'd really like to do that. But it never, it never came up until Dean asked me to do the uh, Mary and Gabriel sketches at the carol service. And I just thought, I really love this. I've been waiting all my life to do this. And then we did Fuzzy, um, which was an incredible experience um, with Uncle Pat, of course, his oh, last performance. Wonderful Pat. Um, learned a lot from him just in that one thing. Mm. But I've, I found everything I've done, I've enjoyed bits of because they've all been so different. Mm. I mean, Panto is, is a land of its own, isn't it? It's wonderful. Yeah. But each is so different and, you know, different people in different roles. It just... They come alive in different ways. Yeah. But I have to admit, um, Reverend Dean's plays have been a standout for me. Yeah. I guess. And The Passion of Sophia was just oh. an amazing thing to be involved with. I did. I didn't know. Unfortunately, didn't see that one. Did you not? No. That is a shame. That was, yeah, uh, you missed out on something yeah. there. But then also, The Vicar of Dibley, I mean, it was just, we got so close as a group mm-hmm. that we would call each other by our characters' names, which was really good when um, Tony's chair collapsed in a scene partway through one of the meetings. Uh, unintentionally. <laughs> and, unintentionally. Unintentionally. Oh, okay. and, and we all went, oh, Frank, are you all right? Instead of, oh, Tony. So we were so engrossed in the mm. actual characters that we were playing. And it was just such good fun. Yeah. And you mentioned the variety there. That I mean, I've obviously seen you, Izzy, perform in plenty of different shows, yeah. genres of you know, panto, um, farce, comedy, straight plays. Do you have any particular preference or a soft spot for any particular genre of theatre? It's something I've never done, but I would love to do Shakespeare. Shakespeare I fell in love with Shakespeare when I was doing O-level and then A-level English. And I just love it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. Any chance I get. And while I was studying A-level, I got to go to Stratford and saw Derek Jacobi in the lead of Much Do About Nothing. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I was literally going to say I did Much Do About Nothing when we were at school. Yeah. That was fantastic. We've said about doing a bit of Shakespeare before, haven't we? We have, like a yeah. Night's Dream or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, this is the thing. If you ask me, while I'm doing a straight play, I'll tell you I prefer farce and I'll never do a straight play ever again. But if you ask me while I'm doing a farce, but I'll know straight play is the way forward. <laughs> but, you know, I do love panto. It is silly and you can, just, you can just be silly and have a nice time, you know. It's just, it's great. Yeah. It's where we started as well, you know. Um, well, yeah. First thing I ever did was a panto. So, yes, yeah, it is a good route in for lots of people, mm. especially, especially you, kids, you, of course. You don't like panto, do you? 
Do you mean I don't like panto? You don't like panto. I've never seen you do panto. Well, I did a panto with Laughing Monkey. Oh yeah, yeah, but you hated it, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I did. A, I did. I've done a couple of pantos since then with um, Jubilee players. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I, I've got a, a renewed love for it. I think I'd say mm. over the years. Oh, look, your Grinch heart has grown two sizes. Uh, The thing is, the lovely thing with Pato, especially here, is that anybody who rocks up can have a go. Yeah, well, what renewed my love for it was actually at Jubilee Players, my kids got involved. And um, we did um, Dick Whittington, I think it was, and um, both my kids actually played Rats in that one. Yeah, I came to see it. And then they did Humpty Dumpty the following year, and Elliot played Humpty Dumpty. Well, you mentioned Shakespeare earlier as well, um, but is there anything that would constitute a dream role or, or show to be involved in? Oh, I think I would keel over if I ever got to play Mrs. Lovett in Sweeney Todd. That is just, that would be incredible. I think that would be the one. We did, we were having a go at the importance of being earnest. Yeah. Ago. Oh, well, and and uh, I was Lady Bracknell. Bracknell, yes. Goodness me. A handbag. fantastic yeah so I think if we ever got to do that I'd love to do Lady Bragdon for that yeah be good fun and speaking of shows that you've seen now is there anything you've seen recently that's left an impression on you or probably the Lord Chamberlain's men doing um, Shakespeare in the cathedral yeah just amazing just amazing I went to I went to see six um, Theatre Royal one of the I love it we're going to go again um, and Heather's as well went to go see Heather's absolutely I saw yeah did you yeah the, did, the, the, the Palace Theatre yeah the Palace Theatre yeah. I yeah. couldn't remember where it was then but in London yeah <laughs> yeah it was absolutely oh, brilliant I saw Kinky Boots at the, the Theatre Royal a few years yeah, ago yeah I saw Kinky Boots as my, well. my dad paid for my birthday oh, it was my birthday see. present that year and I just loved it I love the film anyway hmm um, yeah, I've got family that come from Northampton, so it kind of, you know... Resonates a little bit more. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you've got any immediate plans after the panto. What, what, what's next for you, theatre-wise, that is? I'm oh, not interested in me. where you're going for dinner <laughs> or whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think... Well, I think my head's just kind of so in this one. It's like, we'll get this out of the way, and then if any opportunities crop up, then great. But as for now, there's no plans, really. No, I mean, there'll be a panto next year. There'll be the summer show and the Christmas show. Yeah. Um, Hopefully a little classic comedy, but we'll see. Yeah. Not writing any pantos or anything like that? Uh, No, I'm going to try and write one for... It'll be 2025. Did you write one before? Yeah, I think I assisted Mark in writing Dick Whittington that Ah. we did here. So he wrote the script and I just embellished it with uh, lots of innuendo and terrible rhymes. (laughs) You've got your specialism. I know. Innuendo, panto, panto, I'm in your endo. Right, and finally, this is back to the promo stuff. Can you tell me when the production is on and when we can get tickets without using the words for and to or the? Well, this is a merry job. (laughs) (laughs) So, we have performances on Friday, January the 27th at 7.30. Said the. Oh. January the 27th. You could have just said 27th January. Friday, January 27th at 7.30. Saturday, January 28th at 3pm. Also 7.30pm. 
Sunday, January 29th at 3pm. Tickets can be booked online or you can phone or you can have them on the door. Said the, in, on the door. On the door. Okay. On door. <laughs> on door. On door. So it's at sproutsandparishplayers.co.uk or you can call Sheila Tuffield on 01603 419 896. There you go. Right, well, it's, it's been, well, it's been okay to talk <laughs> to you. Yeah, it's been distinctly average. Quite yeah. frankly, I'm looking forward to you leaving. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Wrap this up. Yeah, lovely. No, I'm joking. It's been lovely to talk to you. And um, you. Thank so, you so much for coming. Come along. So there we have it. That was the gruesome twosome Izzy and Mary from Sproughton Parish Plays. As they mentioned, Red Riding Hood will be on from the 27th to the 29th of January at St Cuthbert's Church in Norwich. Tickets are available via sproughtonparishplayers.co.uk or by calling 01603 419 896. Tickets are only £8 for adults and £2 for children with the money going towards the community work that the church carries out. Now... What else is coming up in the region in the next few weeks? Well, if Mary wants to fulfil one of her ambitions, well, not far from Sproughton, is the Sewell Barn Theatre, who are holding auditions for A Midsummer Night's Dream on the 29th of January. It's for their production in June, with rehearsals beginning in March. And you can book a slot for an audition with the director, Claire Williamson, by emailing cwilliamson197 at gmail.com. The Pantos still keep coming and over on the Suffolk coast the lowest off players will be performing Snow White from the 21st to the 29th of January including a few matinee performances at the Marina Theatre in Lowestoft. Remaining on the Suffolk coast albeit a bit further south and there's an opportunity to get involved in the wonderful J.B. Priestley classic An Inspector Calls. The Manifest Theatre Group in Manningtree is holding auditions for all parts on Thursday the 19th of January at 7.30pm at the Manifest Theatre on Oxford Road. And finally, in Kingscliff near Peterborough, the Kingscliff Players and Laughing Tree Theatre jointly present The Secret Lives of Henry and Alice. It's a comedy by David Tristram and focuses on, funnily enough, Henry and Alice a married couple with apparently only a pet goldfish in common as they fantasise their way into outlandish situations to escape the tedium of their everyday lives. It's on at Kingscliff Village Hall from the 2nd to the 4th of February. And that, my friends, is all I have time for this time. As usual, I'll post links for all the shows and auditions mentioned on my social media accounts throughout the next week or so, along with a few others that I haven't got time to mention this time. Thanks so much for listening to me, Izzy and Mary ramble on and tune in next time for an interview with the director and a cast member from the Madder Markets production of Dead Funny. Until then, take care of yourselves and go watch some theatre. Bye. (laughs) 